This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you've joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into what will be a very interactive edition of Equip. How do you experience God's presence through disillusionment, disappointment, and even your doubts? Maybe you're living there right now in a valley season, in a season in which God's presence and power and love feels so far away. Well, today, I want you to experience revival. I want you to experience what it is for God to renew your sense of his love and for you to experience the affirmation that he is the Lord, your God, who loves you deeply and is near to you. So we're going to talk about how do we experience personal revival today, and I could not be more excited about the topic and about the guest. But before we dive into that, welcome to March. It's the first day of March. It's Holy Month. We get a chance to sprint, if you will, up to Holy Week and experience once again the joy of being able to say one to another, he is risen, he is risen indeed. But I know that life can be busy. So instead of sprinting too fast this year, I want us to just simply walk and cultivate our heart during this Lent season. I would love for us to cultivate within our hearts a a sensitivity and a special Uh, time of devotion to the Lord. And uh, throughout this month, I want to encourage you towards that end to just set aside time and each day to meditate on the character of Christ, on the promises of Christ, and on his word. So all month long, I'm going to be encouraging you towards that end with the various guests that I have. And uh, I like to start each broadcast this month just with a special prayer, thanking Jesus for Uh, One of his attributes, and the one that I want to thank him for today is his mercy towards us. You know, we all need mercy. We all know what it's like to feel the shame and the guilt that comes along with sin and bad choices. Uh, My daughter today uh, is a high school senior. I was dropping her off at, at school, and she asked me an interesting question. She says, Dad, what do you hear the Lord saying to you about how he feels about you? And uh, honestly, it caused me to pause, and we kind of processed that together. I said, well, I hear the Lord speak through his word, and I guess the number one thing I hear him saying is that he loves me. And I hope that that's what you hear him saying. And I know that there are times when we feel so disqualified, we feel like I've blown it, and maybe you're listening to me right now, and you're saying, Chris Brooks, I have messed up too bad. There's no way God can forgive me. And all I'll say to you is this. 
is that I don't know what you've done, but I do know this, that there's no sin in our lives that's greater than what he has done on Calvary. His blood cleanses not only us from our sins, but according to 1 John, all of our unrighteousness. In other words, the stain of the guilt of our sin is cleansed as well when we come to him. So let's just thank him for his mercy today. Jesus, we thank you that you are a God of mercy. We thank you for that mercy being demonstrated on Calvary. We thank you that because of you, we can declare our sins are gone. As the psalmist said, as far as the east is from the west, you have separated us from our sins. And so, Lord, I pray for my brothers, for my sisters who are listening, that they would sense that, that they would know that their sin does not define them and that it's not greater than your mercy. Lord, I also pray that you have mercy upon us as a people, as a nation, on our families. Lord, we admit our fallenness, that there are none that are righteous, no, not one. So have mercy, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're also this month uh, so excited to feature a new book, Lies Boys Believe. It's going to be a, a focal point for us. We know we live in a culture in which so many of our boys have been told lies about who they are, their identity in Christ, their gender, their sexuality, uh, what is uh, right, what is wrong. We want to free our boys from those lies. And so we're going to be featuring this wonderful book, Lies Boys Believe, and it is yours with the gift of any amount to the program. So to find out more, go to our website today. If you have boys that are uh, middle schoolers, high schoolers, young adults, join us in this mission to rescue boys from the lies of our culture. Go to equipradio.org. Well, today I'm really excited to talk to a wonderful guest about how you and I can experience an unexpected revival. Her name is Erica Wiggenhorn. She is the founder of Every Life Ministries. Uh, her goal and passion is to bring the truth of the scriptures to uh, transform lives. She also serves on the writing team for Proverbs 31 Ministries, uh, and I'm so excited about that as well. And I'm grateful for her passion for the Word as a speaker, a Bible teacher, conference and seminar and retreat speaker as well. And uh, her and her husband, children, are very, very special people, and we're just grateful that Erica has carved out time to talk about her eight-week Bible study that I highly commend to you called An Unexpected Revival, Experiencing God's Grace and Goodness Through Disappointment and Doubt. Erica, how are you today? I'm great. I'm all pumped up, Chris, after your prayer, <laughs> and just, I'm like, yes, we are in the Lenten season. Let's talk yes. about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. Well, I'm so grateful for your Bible study in, on, on so many levels because I think that what your Bible study gets at is that for revival to happen, we don't just need a special speaker to come in from out of town and to host, uh, you know how it goes, a, a series of, of special meetings at our church that revival can happen on a very, very intimate and personal level, and that's a blessing. But let's just start with the fact that this book study comes out of your time in Ezekiel. What drew you to study the book of Ezekiel? 
Yeah, the, I, I call Ezekiel the science fiction movie of the Bible, right? It's just so weird. And it's like, what is happening here? And <laughs> who reads Ezekiel? I mean, you have to really be a huge Bible nerd if you want to sit down and read Ezekiel. Uh, but honestly, um, my time in Ezekiel really came from just a personal conviction. Uh, I was in a season of doubt. I uh, didn't understand what God was doing in my life. I was wrestling with a lot of disappointment. And I remember sitting in my living room one day and just screaming out to God, um, my faith isn't working. My faith isn't working. And I had adopted this false theology that you know, if I tried to be a good Christian and I went to church every Sunday and I read my Bible and I taught my kids, you know, the Veggie Tale songs and I did all these things, then then life was going to be good. Mm. And life was not good, Chris. <laughs> life was really, really hard. And there were yeah. a lot of tears and it was such a tough time. And I remember just wrestling before God saying, I don't understand why all these things are happening. I've, I've missed something somewhere. And in the quietness of that moment of just praying to God through my tears and just my confession of, I, I don't get this. I don't understand this. I feel like you've left me, God. You feel far away. In the quietness of my heart, I just sensed God say, study the book of Ezekiel and write down what I show you. Wow. And I don't have a lot of those clear cut moments from God. And so I was like, okay, I don't think I've ever read the book of Ezekiel. And I would love to say it was obedient like Abraham and woke up the next morning and began to dive in, but I didn't. And it was one of those situations where then you start hearing Ezekiel everywhere you go, like your pastor yes, starts quoting yes. from Ezekiel. My yeah. son throws a tamper tantrum in the grocery <laughs> store and the shopping cart bangs into the end cap and literally a dozen loaves of Ezekiel bread fall all over me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Lord, okay. Yeah. And um, I opened up the book of Ezekiel in my study Bible and the very first sentence just flew right off the page at me and hit me straight between the eyes and the heart. And it said, God's heart was grieved because his people only wanted his blessings. They mm. didn't want him. Wow. wow. And I felt so convicted, Chris, because I sensed in that moment, God speaking to my heart and saying, mm. Daughter, do you want my only want my blessings in your life? Or do you want me? That's so good. You know, it's really interesting because your book starts out with this um this real honest focus on when circumstances don't match our expectation. You don't shy away from, and I love that the Bible doesn't shy away from the reality of disappointment, but it builds all the way to the point where there is a real focus on the beautiful purposes of God and on his love, knowing his heart for his people, and your whole study builds that way. Let me ask this question. 
who does God revive? Because so often I think, uh, so it's easy to think, well, God is very much interested in the special people. Maybe people with titles, maybe people who are gifted or maybe people who have um, a whole lot seemingly to offer great resumes, popular, you know what I'm talking about. But who does God revive? I love this question so much, Chris. And this is what I would say to that. God revives the woman who is standing in her kitchen, washing dishes for the third time that day with little ones around her legs, crying, mommy, mommy, mommy. And she is crying out saying, God, I'm tired. I feel invisible. My life feels monotonous. Please strengthen me. I think it's the man who wakes up every day. He gets in his car. He drives to work. He struggles with the same sin over and over. He's asked God to deliver him 10,000 times. And it just feels like it is a monkey on his back. He can't get rid of. And he cries out and he says, God, help me. I think it's the student who is going on their college campus every day or their high school campus and they want to make a difference and they're looking around at the world and they're saying, there's so much wrong here. I I want to be part of what God is doing. I want to make this world that I am living in a better place. And they're crying out and they're saying, God, show me, show me what you have for me. I think revival is very personal. I think the story of the book of Ezekiel is very much about God reviving a nation. But before he revived a nation, he revived individual hearts and, and the the ultimate story is that God is saying, look, your, your doubt that you're wrestling with, that's actually the doorway to greater faith. And what feels like a disaster or a dead end in your life is actually going to prove to be your deliverance. And what feels like removal, like what you want has been removed. God has said, no, he won't give it to you. That is actually the roadmap to restoration. It's all about how God does things so backwards from the world and so backwards from what makes sense to us. That's so good. Here's what I want to do. We got to take a break, but maybe you fall into one of those categories. Erica is so real and genuine about wanting you to experience the heart of God, wanting you to experience revival. And today, my prayer, even in preparation for this time together, this program, was that we would have space to take your calls as well. So maybe today you find yourself in um, a season where you feel uh, you need revival in your heart and your relationship with God. Maybe you feel dry, you feel distant, you haven't heard from the Lord. Maybe you're dealing with disappointments and doubts. I want you to call in. The phone number is 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Erica and I would love to be your prayer partner today. Maybe you have one, but maybe we can be that for you today. So give us a call, 877-LIVE-675. We'll be right back right after this.
Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. When you listen to Equip, you know I love to introduce you to some incredible guests and topics. But there's one person that I want you to meet more than anyone else. His name is Jesus, and he wants to have a genuine personal relationship with you. He even died on the cross to take the punishment for all of our sins so that we can join his eternal family. It would be my honor to introduce you to Jesus today. Simply call 877-548-3675. Again, give us a call at 877-548-3675. I want you to experience revival. So does Erica Wiggenhorn. And that's why she's written an eight-week Bible study on the book of Ezekiel. And there's so many treasures in the book of Ezekiel. Maybe you don't have a lot of tread in your Bible in that wonderful book. Well, I would encourage you, get your copy of An Unexpected Revival. It's all about experiencing God's goodness through disappointment and doubt. You can find out more at our website, EquipRadio.org. That's EquippedRadio.org. Ordering information is there. I also want to encourage you to give us a call, uh, as I just shared, 877-548-3675. That's 877-LIVE-675. It would be my honor to pray with you. I know Erica would love to pray with you as well. And maybe you are that mom who has uh, toddlers all around and life is so busy, so overwhelmed. You can't even remember the last time you sat down, had a break, and you just wondering, God, where are you at amidst this? Or maybe you are that man who has been struggling with sin and it feels like every time you're getting far away from it, it's almost like Satan has a, a rope tied around your ankle and pulls you back into it and you just want freedom. Or maybe you're that college student trying to find God in the midst of uh, of the uncertainties of life. Wherever you find yourself today, whether it's in disappointment or in the valley of of doubt, uh, listen, we are here to pray for you that God would allow you to experience revival, to know his love. The phone number 877-548-3675. Before we go to the phone lines, Erica, I would love for you to just share what does revival look like? I mean, as you think about Ezekiel, as you think about your own journey, we use that term, but what does it look like when a person's heart and life are revived? Yeah, I think we get a really clear picture of this honestly, from the writings of Paul, um, you know, I find it so interesting that in, in Paul's short letter to the church at Ephesus, he uses that word power six times. Um, and he emphasizes how, look guys, I've been with you for, I was with you for a couple years. I preached, I taught you hours a day and in the city and from house to house. I, I didn't hold back anything from you that was profitable instruction. I mean, these guys knew the word, right? Like you want to talk about professional Bible students, you know, professional theology students, that's these guys, right? Of course, we didn't have our fully assembled Bibles then, but they had so much teaching directly from the mouth of Paul. And yet, 
what Paul insists that he does in his letter to them is he's like, look, I'm praying for you to be strengthened with power. I'm praying you to walk in the hope that you have in Christ. I'm praying that you live in the reality of your position in Christ. I think that's what revival actually looks like. And I think that what Paul is showing us in that letter is it's going to come through prayer. And I think what God shows us in Ezekiel is it's going to come in the form of a prayer, in the form of a realization that we have to get to the end of ourselves, right? We have to get to the point where we're like, God, I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to go. I don't know what else I'm supposed to learn. I, I, I'm just stuck here in this place and I'm desperate for you. And when we pray those honest prayers before God, that's when I think the spirit sweeps in and says, well, thank you very much for the invitation. I would love to take over. And we see God doing these incredible works in people's lives. But I think we live in this idea a lot of times that we have to figure it out and we have to do all the work and we have to come up with all the answers. And what God shows us through Ezekiel is that he has a plan to do all the work and he has the power to complete the work. We yeah. just need to come before him and ask him to make it so in our lives. All right. I want to go to the phone lines. I got to ask one more question though, before I go to the phone lines, if Ezekiel was a song, then the chorus of that song seems like it would be, then they will know that I am the Lord, your God. What yes. is what is what does that phrase mean, and why is it on repeat so often throughout Ezekiel? So yeah, he says it fifty times to the people. Uh, so it's like you know, even you, blonde girl Erica, I want to make sure you get this right. This is what, <laughs> and I think if we could just, if we could really view life through that lens, Chris. Um, that every single thing that God allows in our lives is, is for this purpose that then you will know that I am the Lord. And when you dial down that no and that Lord, that no is the Hebrew word yada, mm. which is to the same word like a husband knows his wife on their wedding night. It is this, it's ultimate intimacy. There's nothing hidden between us and God. And what God is saying is, I, I want that kind of closeness with you. I don't want religious pretense. I don't want pat answers. I don't want flippant obedience. I want a deep and abiding relationship with you. And then that word Lord is Yahweh. It's, it's his ultimate name, meaning the God who creates and enters relationship. And so mm. what God is saying is, listen, I know that these, these things are so hard. Um, but through these things, I want to sh invite you into a level of intimacy with me, of closeness with yes. me that yes. you can't experience any other way. And we can't always understand that in our humanness. Yeah. Um, but what we see is, is a God who longs to be close to us. He longs to reveal himself to us, to carry us when yeah. we're too weak to carry ourselves. 
Wow. I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so grateful for your heart for people to experience that. Let's go to the phone lines. Aureli is uh, listening to us in Chicago. Thank you so much, Aureli, for uh, listening and for calling. What's your prayer request today? Hi. Um, my prayer request is I want um, revelation from God as I go through this season. I'm going through a season where I'm at the end of myself. I've hit rock bottom, and Every day has been a struggle. Every day has been um, trying to get the strength to keep going. And um, I happen to be going through some health issues as I'm going through nursing school. And I'm wondering, I'm like, God, why would you do this? Put me through nursing school. I'm going through health problems. And it's depressing me. So I want to see God in this because I believe that God is a merciful God and he's a great God. Yes. So I believe he must have a purpose. He must have a reason why. And just through this season, to be able to see his goodness and receive the revelation that he wants me to have. Yes. All right, we're going to pray for you, Aureli. Um, Erica, we got about um, a minute. Can you pray for her as she goes through this season? Yes, I'd love to. Lord Jesus, I bring my sweet sister before you, and um, God, I just ask that you would strengthen her, that you would touch her physically, that you would revive her emotionally and spiritually. God, I find it so fascinating that um, the call that you have upon her life is to help the sick and help those that are battling something physically, and as you prepare her for that calling, um, she herself is going through a physical battle. God, I don't think that's an accident. I think there's something that you are showing her of your power. But God, as she waits for your power to be revealed in her own life, I pray that she would find a rest in your presence. And I pray that she would find peace, even as she is waiting, knowing that your way is perfect and you are working um, out the plan and the call that you have upon her life today. It is in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you to stay on the line, Aureli. We're going to get you a copy of Erica's devotion. So you stay on the line. Uh, For those of you who would like to order your copy of the Bible study and unexpected revival, go to our website now at equipradio.org. We're going to take more of your calls. After this, next up on Equip. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Phone number 877-LIVE-675. So grateful for your partnership and uh, your support. It's awesome to know that together we're helping to give relevant and biblical answers to the tough questions that a generation is asking about the gospel. And just know that when you are in partnership with us here at Equip, that your generosity is helping people to experience God's grace and goodness. If it matters to you for this culture to know that Jesus is Lord, that the Bible is true, that the gospel is reliable, and that salvation is found in Christ alone, 
then I would encourage you to consider standing with us. Pray for us. That's most important. But secondly, if the Lord should so move on your heart, maybe you can stand with us today. Make it a giving Friday. Every investment you make into the kingdom has an eternal reward. And so I would encourage you to call 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Or you can go to equipradio.org. That's equippedradio.org. Today, my guest, Erica Wigginghorn, she is uh, the author of a book, a Bible study, uh, actually, an eight-week Bible study on the book of Ezekiel. Now, you may say, well, I don't know if I want to dive deep into Ezekiel. Well, wait, just wait. Ezekiel has a lot to say about what it's like to go through the valley of disappointment and doubt and how we can experience God's goodness and come out on the other side of that valley in revival. God does want to revive our hearts. And so I want to encourage you to find out more at our website, equipradio.org. It's equipradio.org. I want to know this, and then we're going to go back to the phone lines. Uh, how does God feel, Erica, when we turn to other things for our healing and for our satisfaction besides him? Ooh, well, I'll, I'll share a, a very brief story. I'm going to tell on myself a little bit, Chris, but... Um, a few weeks ago, my husband came home from work and said, honey, Friday night, you and me, our favorite restaurant, we haven't spent much time together, just the two of us lately. I've got some stuff I want to share on my heart with you. And I'm sure, you know, you have things you want to talk about with me. So I'm never going to turn down a date night at my favorite That's restaurant. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So we head out Friday, we slide in the booth. Um, you know, I live in Arizona, so it's an Italian restaurant. We have this great outdoor patio. And uh, my husband reaches across the table and he takes my hands and my phone dings. And I'm like, well, <laughs> better check it. Might be one of the kids. They might need something, right? So I'm rummaging through my purse. And I realized that I had forgotten to pay for something for our son for school. So then I get out my credit card and I start entering all this in. Well, I don't know about you, Chris, but my husband stopped talking after about two seconds of realizing he no longer had my attention yeah, yeah, and I'm doing all these things. And he says to me, honey, I wanted this to be our time. Yeah. Now, when yeah. you are done taking care of all the other things and you are ready to give me your undivided attention, I have some things I'd like to talk to you about. That's good. And I think if I'm honest, this may not be anyone else's struggle, but personally, I do that a lot with God, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm opening up my prayer journal. I'm opening up my Bible study and I'm like, you know, here I am, Lord, speak to me today, but I'm checking my phone and I'm getting up and checking the laundry and I'm doing all these other things. And I think God is saying, could you come to me and give me your undivided attention? That's so good. And I, 
Yeah. And I think yeah. we, you know, we're looking at other things, right? We we're going to listen to a podcast with like a great psychologist for our answers. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but are we going to God first? Is he the yeah. first thing we turn to when you know, we have I, I questions? We are in that, uh, the season of life where we got kids at home, five kids and ranging in age, but we still got the little ones. And, uh, I often picture in my mind, my relationship with God sometimes feels like that kid who you just want to hold them in your lap, but they are running around, they're into everything, and uh, they may sit in your lap for a minute, but they're squirming and moving all around and uh, not not realizing that maybe they need uh, rest, they need the comfort, uh, the sweet comfort from being in the arms of dad, but um, so often so distracted, so busy. So I appreciate that honest example from your life. And friends, maybe what God is doing in this conversation is saying, hey, can you come back to me? Come back to me, carve out time to just sit in my presence. And maybe Erica's Bible study can be a great way for you to say, Lord, I'm just going to dedicate time to sit in your presence, to hear you speak to me from your word, and to be reminded of what you have to say about me. Go to our website, order your copy of An Unexpected Revival, go to equipradio.org. I want to go to the phone lines, Erica. Go to Matthew, who's listening in Ohio. Hey, Matthew, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your patience, brother. How can I pray for you today? Oh, hey, um, thanks for taking my call. Um, about three years back, I started a little independent ministry of my own online that completely exploded in my face. Mm. And God had to take me away from there and start a long healing process that's still continuing to this day. And along the path, other things were God looked under the hood and pointed out other things that needed worked on. I've been on a fast from most technology for about four months now. And I love that God is doing all these things in my life to help me grow, but I'm getting really impatient and bitter sometimes because it's like, God, it's been three years. When are you going to pick me up and start using me again? And when, can these things that I used to enjoy that unfortunately became idols be safe to use again, if ever? When will things start feeling like they're moving? Well, first off, I appreciate your honesty. And secondly, I know what it's like to be um, in a season in which I think we all know what it's like to be in a season where you are saying, God, I want you to use me. Sometimes we can feel very much impatient as we wait on the Lord. But what I've found in my life, um, Matthew, is that those seasons are never wasted seasons. Those are seasons where God is trying to build the foundation of my relationship with him, which really is um, the source from which public ministry should flow from. I like to put it this way, is that intimacy with God should precede ministry to people that if intimacy doesn't precede ministry, that we'll be trying to make withdrawals on a bank account that's already empty. And uh, to, during this season, just know that you have a great opportunity to make deposits because, as you have known from experience, once ministry picks up, things get really, really busy, really, really fast. And if you don't have deposits already in your heart, you're going to find yourself running on empty real quick. 
Let me pray for you, brother. Father, I thank you for Matthew. I thank you for his heart to be used by you. I thank you for his desire to serve you. But I pray that his identity wouldn't be grounded in that, that his identity would be grounded in his relationship with you, with who you say he is, that he would hear you affirming that you are his Lord, that you love him. I pray that you would heal his heart from the bitterness and the hurt and the pain of um, past disappointments. And I pray that you would allow him to see you himself and others through uh, the lens of the gospel accurately, Father. May he sense your presence, know your nearness, and know your love. Bless my brother. In Jesus' name, amen. Be patient, Matthew. I appreciate you calling. Um, Erica, I'm so grateful that God does allow us to experience his power and his presence. So much of what I gathered from your uh, Bible study was the work and the present ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I bring up the Holy Spirit, a lot of folks get nervous. A lot of folks <laughs> have been trained that, man, if you love the Bible, God's word, you know, be leery of anybody who brings up the Holy Spirit, right? Because it can go off the rails real quickly. But yet uh, I found such balance uh, in uh, the way that you talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So just talk about, um, yeah, the power and the presence of the Spirit as it pertains to reviving us. Mm. Well, thank you. That That's high praise coming from you, Pastor Chris. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, I jokingly said that, you know, in the denomination that I grew up, with it was like the Holy Spirit was sort of like the redheaded stepchild of the Trinity, right? Like it was like, we talked about Jesus all the time. We talked about God, the father all the time. But when we talked about the Holy Spirit, we called him a ghost and that sounded scary to me. And of course we do know that, um, you know, there are times when the Holy Spirit is sort of used as like this magical genie to perform all these signs and wonders. And that's not scriptural. However, I can't, I don't think that we are truly following Christ in the way that he called us to uh, without acknowledging the Holy Spirit and his presence within our lives, right? We're, we're told that uh, we have been given spiritual gifts for the building up of the body. Uh, we're told that... Um, the spirit is alive in us, transforming us from glory to glory. So this Holy Spirit is present and active in our lives. Uh, it was by his power that Christ was raised from the dead. Um, we're told by Jesus that he would guide us into all truth. So he reveals things to us. He, he helps us understand the scripture. And so I think that this is a member of the Trinity that we need to be acknowledging. We need to be uh, beseeching in prayer, right? When we're opening our Bibles, if, if he's the wonder, if he's the counselor that the wonderful counselor said he was leaving for us, we need to be opening our Bibles and saying, um, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to help me understand this scripture. I'm asking you to show me how it applies to my circumstances today. I'm asking you to reveal yourself to me with 
with greater clarity, right? Paul makes it clear when he writes uh, to the Corinthians, he's like, there are things that are revealed to us through the spirit. The, the mind of man cannot understand them. They are spiritual things revealed through the spirit. And so we can't just set the Holy Spirit on a shelf because we're a little bit afraid of him because he's very present and active in the scripture. And he, and Jesus basically gave him to us as a gift. And yes. so um, we need to get to know this, this third member of the Godhead um, as well, we find know, him in and, the Bible. And, and, and I love that final statement as we find him in the Bible, you know, we mm -hmm. need uh, to understand the scriptures promise to us. Jesus says, I'll never leave you alone. And that he promises the comforter. He says that as he, um, goes to be with the Father, that he would send a comforter, and we still need the comforter. We still need the counsel and comfort of the Lord and the Spirit uh, richly takes from what is his and deposits into our lives God's goodness and grace. And so, friends, I just cannot encourage you enough. Pick up a copy of An Unexpected Revival, Experiencing God's Goodness Through Disappointment and Doubt. We got uh, one more segment left, and we're going to try to take another call on the other side of this break. But while we are on this break, I want to encourage you, go to our website, equipradio.org. And also, if the program has been a blessing to you, can you support us today? The phone number, 888-644-4144. We'll be right back. At Equipped, it's our goal to strengthen your faith. And we're always excited as we hear stories of people coming to faith as a result of our program. But we couldn't possibly accomplish this mission alone. That's why we're looking for equippers and people just like you who will give a monthly gift to help us keep this program on the air. Would you consider partnering with us? Become an equipper today and receive special insider benefits, such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Call 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I love what Chet says from Lake Wells, Florida. Thanks, Erica, for the study. We need to move away from what and, and where we speak to instead of who to move to revival. I'm so grateful that um, so many are being blessed, Erica, by the resource and for the Bible study. I want to take one more call, if you don't mind. I want to go to Illinois. Uh, Carpentersville, Illinois. Uh, Karen is listening there. Hey, Karen, thank you for listening. Thanks for your patience. How can we pray for you today? Well, thank you both for being here today uh, and talking to me and praying with me. Um, I just wanted to someone to pray with because I'm going through a hard time with my husband right now. He doesn't. He wants to divorce, and that we have an eight-month-old baby. And it just feels like everything is going bad right now. And I just want to pray um, that God leads me the right direction and, and I can follow him and let him take care of all my emotions and uh, for my baby. Um, yes, yes. That, uh, 
Yeah, it's so different. I just diff- feel very hurt right now and betrayed and lonely. And well, I just want to say, I just want to say, Karen, first off, I'm so sorry that you're going through all that you're going through. And I'm so grateful that you called in. I'm going to let Erica pray for you today. But please know that we want to encourage you and support as best we can. We're going to definitely give you um, a complimentary uh, copy of the Bible study and Unexpected Revival. And and I'm sure Erica will, will pray for God to comfort you and be, be near to you. Erica? Yes. Dear Jesus, we just bring our sister Karen before you, Lord, and um, we know, Jesus, that you understand, you deeply feel uh, the rejection that Karen is suffering through right now because you suffered rejection from people who were your family members, who were supposed to love you, who were supposed to be there for you, and they doubted you and they pushed you away. And so you feel very deeply the pain that Karen is carrying right now, and um, you are interceding for her. Um, At the same moment that Chris and I are interceding, you are interceding, we're told in the scriptures um, for Karen. And uh, Lord, we know that you love her. We know that you love her baby. We know that you love her husband. We know that you uh, long for families to be together. We pray that you, in your great kindness, that you would lead her husband to repentance, that he would turn back to you and that he would do what is right in this situation and that he would honor the vows that he made. Uh, But God, even if he doesn't do that, God, I pray that uh, Karen would know that she is still not alone. I love when you told us through your prophet Isaiah that you would be a husband to the husbandless and you would be a father to the fatherless. And so even if Karen's husband does not turn back to you and turn back to his family, you will never leave and forsake Karen or her sweet baby. And so, Lord, wrap her love, your, your loving arms around her. Hold her tightly to you, Lord. Bring her comfort and peace today that only you can give. Peace that passes understanding. Unexplainable peace, Jesus. Be with her today. May she sense your nearness. And may you fill her with hope because you are the God of all hope. It is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, Heartbreaking, but yet I know I've seen God move in so many ways in these types of situations. So I'm praying that that husband's heart will be transformed. Erica, I'm so grateful for you carving out time to be with us today. Uh, I know that this study is an outflow of your time with the Lord. Uh, Every book cost a great deal to the author of that book because of the investment and sacrifice. So thank you for setting aside time to uh, obey God's leading, spending time in Ezekiel, hearing from him, and then passing that blessing along to us. Super grateful for you, for the family, and uh, thanks for joining me on Equip today. Thank you for having me. It's been such a blessing to be here, Pastor Chris. I Deeply, deeply appreciate the invite. Thank you so much. Friends, I want to encourage you to pick up your copy of An Unexpected Revival, Experiencing God's Goodness Through Disappointment and Doubt. We've all been there. Maybe you're there right now, but God is with us. He promises to never leave us 
nor forsake us. Even David said, even in the valley, he's there. So I want to encourage you, get a copy of this by going to equipradio.org. Get in church this weekend as well. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.